Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Disconnected. I'm your host, Jag Sharma, joined by Jen Campbell and Jason Kapadia. It's the last episode of the year, and today we're doing a review. A review of a different kind. This time last year, we gave predictions. Predictions for 2023. Bold predictions for what the 2023 tech world So today, we will review our predictions from this time last year and give verdict on how accurate they were. Did we have psychic powers? Did we foresee the future? Or were our predictions more science fiction rather than social fact? Let's kick this off. Episode 35, this time last year, the first prediction sustainability as a trend on social media. This is Felina's prediction that influencers and brands would be embracing sustainability in 2023, making it part of their brand purpose and the products they offer, and talking about it a lot on social media. Meanwhile, Jason at the time had a different prediction that with the energy crisis, there would be creating price rises in the economy and therefore sustainability would take a backseat until prices start to come down. So what's our verdict, guys? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Jen, Jason, was Felina's prediction right? Was Jason's prediction right? Were they both right? Were they both wrong? Have you been seeing a lot of sustainability as a trend on social media this year? Yeah, I think in many ways they're both right. I've certainly seen a lot more brands caring about sustainability. Well, not caring about sustainability, bringing it up more and making it a pillar of their marketing. I think before it's always been a bit of a grey area in terms of setting a strategy. And certainly this year, all the clients I speak to, are a lot of the marketing events I've been to, sustainability has been a huge topic everyone's been talking about. I think when it comes to influencers, it's probably not been as big as Feline and perhaps thought it might be uh, or predicted it might be. And there's a couple of reasons for why. I think greenwashing has become a word that will probably be in the Oxford English Dictionary in <laughs> a short period to come. I think a lot of people are quite worried about, you know, getting backlash and making statements they can't hold true to. And especially for influencers, it's super difficult. So there was a recent um, research conducted by Unilever and Three quarters of the social media content creators wanted to talk about sustainability, but 84% of them had at least one barrier that held them back from doing so. And I think that comes down to making sure they've got the right message and the right thing they're talking about. And it's a bit of a wider trend, I suppose, that's happened this year with influencers and content creators, especially, you know, the way they make their money has changed and the way the social platforms pay for content and brands pay for content has changed. And so they have to be super careful about how they talk and how the backlash they might get and the followers they might lose. So I think we're right in thinking that it's important. I think we're right in thinking that we've seen more of it. We probably didn't see as much as we thought we might because people are more cautious of it. Um, So I I think this is another one to watch possibly into next year, just who gets it right and who gets it wrong. One of the things I think we spoke about last year was fast fashion. And again, you know, Xi'an came up against a whole load of backlash this year with issues they've got with their production lines in China. There was a lot of talk on social about not really understanding what fast fashion and sustainability was. And I think all that sort of stuff makes it very, very grey for influencers. So I think a little bit right, a little bit cautious, a little bit wrong, perhaps. I don't know. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I probably wasn't 
on the mark when it came to energy prices uh, in terms of sustainability, but brands are kind of wanting to get away with a greenwashing, like by appointing influencers such as uh, Boohoo appointing Kourtney Kardashian as its sustainability ambassador. And um, by doing that, it's tr just trying to associate the good qualities of, um, you know, being seen to be uh, a sustainable brand, but really not doing the, the real hard work behind it uh, to actually make it a sustainable uh, company. You know, being a fast fashion company and sustainability normally don't go together unless you kind of really push up prices uh, at, because, you know, people do want fast fashion. They want cheap clothing. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's easier for these brands to just uh, kind of show that they're doing the right thing rather than doing the right thing. Um, yeah, so I wasn't 100% right on that, but um, I think Felina was. Oh, wow. Okay. So Jason thinks Felina was right. Jen thinks there was perhaps Felina was half right. I'm going to lean slightly more with Jen. I think there's Felina was probably half right here, but you know, Anyway, it was a it was a it was a good prediction from Felina. Let's move on. And you know what, guys? I'm gonna switch from a prediction made in episode 35 to a prediction made in episode 36 by Karis Ma about influencers. And Karis's prediction was that brands will move away from a spray and play approach to influencers and that there will be a rise in micro and nano influencers as consumers are demanding more authenticity. And the reason why Karis made this bold prediction for 2023 was because of what she was seeing as a growing issue around you know, reputation and brand association with regards to influencers. She cited the challenges that Adidas faced last year with Kanye. But you know, nevertheless, influencers remain an incredibly strong marketing tactic and the consumers are demanding more authenticity and relatability. Enter micro and nano influencers as they garner much stronger engagement. So yeah, that was Karis's prediction. At the time, Jen Campbell agreed with Karis. Where are we? So we're 12 months on from Karis's prediction on influencers. Is that what we've seen? And now is now everyone everyone on Instagram that 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 we that we know in real life that we're friends with? They're also trying to be trying to be a nano influencer. What, what have you guys seen? And you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? So, in my own experience, and so without doing any kind of research or anything on it, I have actually seen more influencers working with more brands. So it's not that nano influencers and micro influencers have on, been on the up. It's more that the influencers that maybe I follow have started working with even more brands, which I'm not sure. I think that kind of counters what we were thinking that brands would be doing. But are they having the same impact? I don't know. I think, And is the content anywhere near as good? I don't know. I certainly see a lot more niche and a lot more focused content from sort of nano and micro influencers, you know, they stick to one genre or they have a real opinion on something and they work with brands that work with them in that space. Whereas I think some of the larger influencers are selling themselves a bit short by working across the board with lots of different brands. But that's just my own personal opinion. I mean, I don't know. I have any stats behind it. I don't know what you guys have seen. Yeah, I think that brands are continuing to uh, pump money into the kind of micro and nano influencer sphere 
I think it's all to do mainly with the engagement rates uh, that they're getting with with these this type of content. I've s- certainly seen the same as you, Jen, a lot more. You know, smaller creators, um, you know, pushing directly with these brands. So either the brands are using specialist agencies to you know be able to you know get their products in front of so many um, influencers. I think last time we were talking about you know how much of a logistical challenge it is to have so many. Uh, you know, smaller creators and having to uh, deal with them direct. So I think these agencies are kind of acting as the the, the middleman there. But yeah, I've seen a lot of brands the same as you, uh, Jen. And and so I think uh, some of the stats I saw is that like um, typical engagement rates were well, between one and three percent um, for for these larger creators, uh, whilst the the smaller ones um, you know have an uh, engagement rate of over five percent. So I think these type of stats are, are still pushing it, but. Again, we, we can't really see the outcomes really uh, unless these brands start really sharing how well these the, their campaigns are going. But it seems like if they're still pumping money in, uh, it, it must be doing uh, something good for their brand. I've not seen any evidence to suggest that there's been a you know a noticeable or significant rise in the use of micro or, or, or nano influencers in comparison to larger influencers. It's not to say it's not the case, but I've just not, I've just not witnessed it or seen it on on my radar, and that kind of makes a, a bit of sense because you know at the end of the day, you know marketing is often a scaled activity, and the lure of having an influencer that has a, a greater reach may trump an influencer, a micro or nano influencer that um, may seem the touch more authentic. Anyway. It was an interesting prediction and still, you know, an interesting debate. Let's move on. And you know what? I've been sitting on it for a while, but we've got to. We've got to look very carefully at the predictions that Jason made with regards to anything Elon related. So we'll we'll just we'll just focus on them for a bit now. So Jason made a prediction on humans and technology merging. So there were Neuralink trials that happened uh, last year. Neuralink, as a, as a quick reminder, it's that chip that is implanted uh, flush to the top of the top of the brain. Neuralink is a company owned by Elon Musk. And Jason's prediction at the end of last year was that we will see more trials in 2023. Uh, Jason, did we see more trials in 2023? So at the beginning of the year, they were supposed to have human trials that got pushed back to uh, September and it was supposed to be imminent and uh, still to to now it seems like that uh, they have been battling with the authorities to try to get permission um, so I think it's the um, FDA that they're kind of pushing against I think they, they, they granted Neuralink approval in May 23 but then I think there's just some certain concerns that uh, has kind of pushed things back um, because there were deaths of 12 monkeys um, that they were putting the Neuralink chip into. and um, But according to Elon, the, the thing is that these monkeys had cancer or they had some other problems that they were going to die anyway. And so uh, he, he actually says that they take such good care of the animals way more than any other facility. And, you know, he invites people uh, to, to come in and, and see how well they take care of these animals. But I think there's there's just some... Uh, regulatory thing that um, some people don't like, you know, what's what's potentially happening. So it hasn't gone into humans yet. So 
Yep, that was wrong. By yeah, moment. you oh were wrong. <laughs> you were wrong, Jason. Were you wrong on the next one as well? So Jason's prediction was that robots will be coming more into the public consciousness with more tech demos of robots showcasing what is coming. So Jason, were there more tech demos of robots showcasing what is coming? And a second question on top of that, were there more from Tesla or was or was there just more in general? Yeah, so there have been some tech demos from Tesla, but things are taking a lot longer than expected on the Tesla Optimus bot. Shocking. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately that didn't go the way I planned. It's going to happen, but I think it's probably still an, a year or two away. In terms of uh, other robots, you know, like Amazon have now got like 750,000 robots r- working collaboratively uh, with its human staff. So there are more robots there, but my prediction in terms of like it's going to come into the the public consciousness, seeing a lot more robots is probably not correct. So, yeah. Okay, wrong again, Jason. Any Any learnings from you? From your predictions, your Elon-based predictions? It seems like the software-based AI is, you know, progressing at a much faster rate than physical AI that's required to to run, uh, you know, a lot of these smart, intelligent robots. All I wanted to hear you say was, I was wrong, and the learning is that I won't put all my faith into Elon, but there we go. You gave a very very smart answer, so well done, well done. so yeah, okay. I'll leave you alone, Jason. So moving on. Jen, why don't we look at one of your predictions? Let's go for physical and digital coming together. So Jen's prediction, virtual reality, 3D walkthroughs becoming more mainstream and without the need for a VR headset. Now I'm going to caveat this because it was kind of a prediction, but also you, you, you did allude to saying that it wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be lovely to have this or you were kind of putting it out there as an idea. But you gave examples, including a walkthrough of a supermarket, you know, when shopping online. So, you know, going down every aisle, you know, when you're doing your online food shopping, rather than just seeing it, you know, as as we currently see it. And also another example of a walkthrough of a holiday resort when considering to book. What are your thoughts, Jen? How did this this all transpire? (laughs) Well, I think it's still in the works, I'm going to say. I don't think it wasn't correct. I think we're moving that way. Perhaps the losing the VR headset is a step too far at this stage. But you only have to look at things like, you know, the meta glasses that you're desperate to get for Christmas from Father Christmas, Jag, um, and the way those sorts of things are coming into everyday play. I think we're moving that way. But yeah, I think it was probably a little bit too far into the future. Um, and also remember, we spoke a lot in 2022 about the metaverse and how that was going to progress forward. It hasn't really done too much yet, and it kind of has gone a bit on the back burner to other AI influences. But so, yeah, nothing came through in terms of big progression, but I think we're still moving that way. And I think things like the Google Glasses, um, the Apple Vision goggles um, are kind of going that way too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Let's see Let's see if those goggles take off and those sunglasses take off and, and where we go from there. Let's, let's look at a couple of social media-based predictions. The first one from from Felina. So Felina's prediction was around social media search. Social platforms expanding more into the world of search, eating into Google and Bing's space. So that was that was Felina's prediction. And Jason uh, at the time agreed with Felina 
and made a comment about his kids using YouTube for search over Google. So I think we're 12 months on from this. I'm going to, I'm going to give my opinion first. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't necessarily see this as a, as a bold, as a bold prediction from, from, from either. I see this as more evolutionary, you know, social platforms expanded into the world of search. I felt was a very natural thing. I think last year we saw TikTok already starting to do it. And, you know, we've seen this with TikTok videos in that, you know, people are searching on TikTok for tips of how to like make stuff, do stuff, fix stuff, uh, learn stuff. So I think it's kind of evolutionary. So I certainly see it existing in, in, in TikTok. Are you guys seeing it elsewhere or are you, you know, what, what are your thoughts on social media search? Do you think it's expanded in 2023 compared to where it was a year ago? The latest stats I can see is that people are using social media as a search engine more and more. According to the latest statistics I could see, 75% of social media users use their social platforms for searching for either products or uh, services or anything that they're actually looking for. And 68% of them have actually made a purchase based on what they saw on social media. But I think the the main thing that's actually changed is how the AI platforms like ChatGPT and Bing, et cetera, are taken away from the search engine. Because, you know, when when you're looking for certain answers for certain things, uh, you would normally have to search for it on your search engine and find an article, et cetera. But now you can just type in the queries directly into ChatGPT and get the answer. I think that's the real change in behavior in the last 12 months. Yeah, I think I've seen the same. I think there was a report done by HubSpot halfway through the year this year where they looked at how consumers search for answers to questions online. I think 88% will always use search engines. But interestingly, 31% on social media, and this is, I think they um, surveyed about 700, 600, 700 people. So it's not a huge base, but it's big enough to kind of think, okay, um, there must be a breakdown there. And then so 31% on social media, 12% on AI chatbots. That was done in July. I'd be interested to see them rerun that now and see how the numbers have gone up because there's been so much chatter about AI chatbots like ChatGPT over the last kind of six months that it's probably changed a little bit. I think what they're searching for is different. So Jason, you just made the point about people searching for products and brands. I think that's where you'll see the difference in what people are searching for. No one's going to go, I'm not using Google anymore. I'm only going to use TikTok. But perhaps they use Google to look at, I don't know, historic events. They use social platforms to find the brand product they're looking for. And they'll use ChatGPT when they need an answer to their exam questions. Like there's very different places they'll go to for those search things. So I think we're seeing an evolution to Jag's point in, in search. And I don't think it's very like linear I think there's quite a lot of facets to it that you've got to look at but the good news is for the social platforms that they have a point and they have a purpose in that space so they can continue to have you know content creators who are bringing out the right content for people to search for they'll keep people in the platforms for longer and it will drive the rise of e-commerce in those platforms rather than people searching for information necessarily. And the other social media uh, related prediction we had was from Jason So Jason's prediction was around improvements in buying through social media. So an increase in checkout within the social media app rather than a click-through or a redirect. So anyone buying something via a social media app, maybe they saw an ad or something, rather than a click-through that takes them off the social app onto a separate website, we were going to see an increase in 2023 of people being able to check out within 
that social media app. And at the time he cited, uh, you know, that TikTok were doing some interesting things in this space, uh, including having their very own Amazon style fulfillment centers. So yeah, why don't we start with you, Jason? 12 months on, have we seen an increase in, uh, you know, in checkout within social media apps? According to the statistics, it is growing, especially in the, in the East, but not so much in the, in the West from what I can see. Yeah, I, I, I predicted that I'll probably be seeing a lot more in, in, in like the TikTok UK app, but uh, I haven't uh, so much. So, yeah. You know what, Jason, what I like about you, you're an optimist. You know, you, you give bold predictions and they're always very optimistic about the future. And I look forward to seeing your predictions and Jen's predictions for 2024 when we cover that on our next episode, which will be next year. So thank you for everyone listening. This has been episode 60 of Disconnected. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you in 2024.